0: This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. To learn more and sign up for our industry newsletter, please visit hostfully.com.
1: Hey, fellow hosts. If you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad, number 352. Today, I'm here with a very special guest, my good friend, Rebecca Slivka. She's part of our Legends Mastermind group, and we're going to talk about virtual assistants because Rebecca is the virtual assistant guru. She knows all about it, and she only spends a couple hours a week in her working in her business, uh, which is amazing. So, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining today. Of course.
2: Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, I'm excited that you did a training inside of our uh, Short-Term Rental Profit Academy on this topic. And we went for a long time um, because the amount of knowledge that you have and what you have achieved with virtual assistants in your company is uh, really incredible. Um, So I'm super excited to be able to share this with uh, the entire uh, Get Paid for Your Pad audience. So do you want to start with talking a little bit about your business and your background?
2: Sure, yeah. So I currently run two businesses. Um one is Pillow and Coffee, which is a fully furnished short-term rental company in Los Angeles. So we have apartments like boutique apartments, we have houses, and it's all in the urban, in the urban atmosphere, right? And then we also have Hicksville Trailer Palace, which is more of a it's a collection of vintage. Uh, trailers in Joshua Tree, California. And it's two very different types of audiences and customers that go there. And we run our business actually very differently as well. So yeah, but both of them actually do have virtual assistants that we work with. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of describe that process to you so that you can implement it in your business if it makes sense. Um, Yeah, go from there.
1: Awesome. So, how much, in percentage wise, how much work do you think your virtual assistants do in your business? Of all the tasks in your business, what percentage are performed by the virtual assistants?
2: So, my team is very lean. I would say the percentage that our virtual assistants are doing is probably like 95%. So, anything that you can do online, on the phone, anything like that can be done with a VA in essence, only things like cleaning, obviously that can't be done with a VA, but training for cleaning can, for example, or communicating with your cleaners or scheduling your cleaners, all of that could be done with your virtual assistant team, um, which is exactly what we do.
1: So, yeah. And for, for those who are listening who don't know what a virtual assistant is, can you give a quick uh, description?
2: Yeah, sure. So a virtual assistant is somebody that's on your team that is working remotely in essence. Like that's a general idea. So and this person can be in the same city as you, but they're just not they're not coming into the office where you're meeting them face to face. Or they could be in another country. We actually have virtual assistants that are in the Philippines and in Los Angeles. So they do different things for our company. And yeah, so like we most if not all of our team except for one person, is virtual. So, And that's even more relevant in today's world where a lot of bigger businesses have become more virtual. So in essence, sometimes a lot of their employees are becoming virtual as well. So you might be that virtual employee, who knows?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I've worked with virtual assistants for about a decade almost. And I know there's a lot of people in our community that either use a virtual assistant, but they're not happy with, the, with their situation. Like they say, it's challenging to either find out tasks that they could do or they feel like they're, they, they don't perform well. So there's a lot of challenges, I think, around VAs, and I think you've really figured out how to do it uh, effectively. Let's dive in, and I think the first step for people who want to start outsourcing is, well, let's first talk about like why would you want to outsource those tasks?
2: Right, so for us um in our company with pill and coffee, we grew about fifty properties in a matter of twelve months. Now, maybe that's a lot, maybe that's a little for us that was enough where we needed more help. so I would say whenever you're at the point where either you want to grow or you want more time for yourself or you want to actually build a business, that's where having other team members to be part of your team where you no longer are the one doing everything and you're having other people doing these other tasks or projects or you know it can be a lot of different things to help your business grow or become a stronger better business where you're you're serving your guests in a better way so you don't necessarily have to have virtual assistants just to grow you might do it so that your guests have a better experience so it's more about as you transition to instead of being an employee of your company to being the business owner of your company, it's more about finding the team to help you have a business so that you actually can work on the, the higher level things that other people can't work on because it's your vision. So yeah, and I would recommend to really understand this concept. The E-Myth is a really, really outstanding book to understand that it really hits home that concept and totally, totally recommend reading that book as as you're on your journey and path to becoming a business owner. So, yeah.
1: The e-myth, book recommendation. Awesome. I haven't read it yet, so I'll uh, I'll definitely take a look. Let's talk about how do you find the right virtual assistant, but then specifically, because this is a step that a lot of people, I think, forget, and that's the reason that they run into challenges. The process that I see people go through when they hire a virtual assistant is they realize that they don't have enough time. And so they want to outsource. They want they want help from somebody. Um, so what they do is they hire a VA and then they kind of figure out what they should be doing. And then they kind of magically hope that the VA knows exactly how to do those things and that everything will just kind of fall into place. And that's not a very effective process. Um, I think 90% of the people that have bad experiences with, uh, with VAs, they end up spending more time managing and teaching the VA, then the VA is saving them time, if that makes sense. Yeah, so no, that I, totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and what I love about your, the, your approach is very different. Uh, so I'd, lo- I'd love for you to explain what your process looks like, what you do before you even hire the VA.
2: Yeah, sure. So what we've done with our company is as we're thinking about hiring um it's really important to kind of list out everything that you do for your company. So it's a process you can you can either do it and sit down for 30 minutes an hour thinking through everything. Some people do it that way or you can write it down as you're doing it every day. Like maybe do that for a week or or something like that. Where you're you have to be diligent enough to to do it and it might seem like a hassle now, but it's going to save you so much time and give you so much freedom. By doing this exercise, and you just basically you're listing out all the things that you do so that you can figure out and again, I go through this in more detail in, in kind of the discussion we had before, but it's like you want to figure out all the things that you do so that you can delegate the right thing. So you have to remember that not everybody can do everything. so as you're hiring the right VA you can't expect that they can just run your company right off the bat, they're going to need training and information and access to different things so that they can do a good job. When you're doing that, you want to basically, like I said, you're making this list, which is really important. And that list is actually what gives you the content for your job description. So that you can be very clear on what you need and what you don't need, and what your expectations will be and what they won't be. So your job description should be very, very clear. And it should be, it should almost be scary so that you don't get a ton of people that are not qualified for the position applying. You should have what it's going to be so that you're getting the right person. And I say scary in the sense that you're weeding out the people that just won't fit for it. You know what I mean? Like, being very clear, like, let's say if being on time is extremely important to you, which it is to me, and um, reliability, like, I'll write something in my job description where it's like, if you're five minutes late, like, this is not the place for you to apply, you know, like things like that, where it's, it's just super clear where you're going to attract the right people. And yeah, you might not attract as many people you're but you're going to attract more qualified people for you. So that step in the process is very important. And then your interview with them is extremely important. Also, I mean, there's so much, but like where you're finding them is gonna be important. And also like your interview with them to get a good sense of like how they are, how they speak. Do they kind of match with what you can train them for your company? So for us, somebody speaking English as like their first language was important because we wanted them to answer phones now if that's not important to you and maybe or maybe you're in another part of the world and they need to be able to speak spanish as well as english because that's where your travelers are coming from you know then you're going to want to put those things in your job description very clearly so yeah so that's what i mean by like taking the time to figure out all the things you do so that you can start to delegate and as the business owner it's very difficult to delegate everything all at once, because you also need to train that person to do a good job. So I would also suggest like, as you're figuring out things you want to give to your VA to do, you're going to give it to them in bite-sized pieces. And then you're going to have them prove to you, whichever way that is, maybe it's through reports, maybe it's a different way, but you're going to have them prove to you that they understood the project and the task, and that they're going to do a good job. And then they can continually do that task so that you don't now have to step back into it again. So training and then you know always retraining and checking in is also important. But did that answer the question? Sorry. (laughs) I (laughs) might have went on a tirade
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. That definitely answered the question. And more than that, let's go let's go a little deeper on the training. Because I think that's that's another part where a lot of people struggle. And so I know you use Loom, which is a tool that I use as well. We use that in our company, uh, which is a really useful tool to record videos. How many training videos do you have for your VAs?
2: At this point, I probably have over 500. <laughs> now, mind you, I had been, I've been doing this for over five years now, but majority of those videos came. So my thought of when I make a video is if I'm going to want, if I'm gonna do this more than once, I'm going to make a video of it. And I even make videos for myself to know how to do something later on. Like, it's just like, Oh yeah. How do I, I don't know, add another alias for my Google account. And then it's like, it's an easy step process, but I don't want to have to look it up every time. I just want to look at my two minute video of what I did and then just do it again. So when I create videos for my team, I've done it multiple ways. So UseLoom loom is awesome because it records your screen and it renders the video so that you have the link to share it immediately. That's the biggest part. Cause I used to use like different video editing softwares but I would create this video and let's say it's only like five minutes but it would take like 30 minutes to rasterize or whatever that means. Like it would take all this time for me to actually be able to send it to the person that I need to do the work. So it became very like daunting of like, oh now I gotta wait. I might as well just do this myself cause now I'm running out of time. But with use loom, it's literally I think it's useloom.com. It was such a easy tool to use where I just record it and then I could send the link literally within seconds after recording it and then get the job done. When you're recording the video, don't worry about it being perfect or oh, like I don't want somebody to see it this way or whatever. It really doesn't matter. The what matters is moving forward and like inching forward, you know what I mean? So I would say as you're creating those videos, you could even make a mistake in it and be like, Oh, that's not the right way. Let's go back and do this. And you don't need to edit it. Do not edit that video. Just send it out because then what you could do and you could do this very quickly is you can have your VA. If you're so uncomfortable with the video, which all of mine, I just keep it. And that's just how they are. But some people, if you're very particular about it, you can have your VA make the video. And then or remake your video, and it serves two purposes. It makes you more comfortable with your video that you have out, and it proves to you that they are doing the tasks properly and to them. So at this point, a lot of the videos actually aren't created by me. They're created by my VA that's one of our managers. I have her create the video for the team and or I'll say, you know what, I want you to do this task. Shoot me a video of how you're gonna do it and I'll prove it. Sometimes I don't know how to do it either. So then I say, why don't you create a video showing me how you would do it? (laughs) And then, so that's like, once you get to that point and being comfortable with delegating responsibilities, you can even delegate things that you haven't even researched yet for your company, for them to do it in a much better way. It's just, as you get things done where you're like, I'm at lunch right now, and normally I can't get anything done because I'm eating but things are getting done in the background. Like that's such a good feeling. And then going back to work and being like, cool, now I can start from this point. Days are awesome. Having a team is awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello from San Francisco. This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks for companies all around the world. We're grateful to join Jasper and helping property managers get through this tough time with information and insights that can help their business. As a company, we're also trying to find all the ways that we can help. We can share resources, and we're already doing that on our blog. And another idea that the team came up with is using Hostfully Guidebooks as local guides for emergency services. So far, we've built guides for Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and also Alcoholics Anonymous. If this is an idea that you'd like to do, we would love to help you out. Please email me at margo@hostfully.com, and I can show you how to get started. And you can also, of course, sign up for our blog at hostly.com too. We hope that you and your family and loved ones are healthy and happy, and we trust that we are going to get through this together. Take care.
1: How many VAs do you currently have?
2: So we have, I would say, six at this point. And this is, I'm just counting for one of our companies, right? So we have six VAs, but they're not all full-time either. So we have VAs that are part-time some that are full-time some that just work on project basis it's a very lean company but it's taken time to be that lean we have had to fire in the past as well yeah and i can go into depth about how to create your lean mean fighting machine company
1: (laughs) well so one thing i think is really outstanding in how you how you work with the vas is you've been able to keep them for so long. And this is another challenge that I see is that people they hire a VA and then after a while, you know, it doesn't it doesn't work well. And one thing that I've learned from you is you have to, as a business owner, you have to take responsibility. If the VA is not performing the tasks well, then it's not necessarily it's not their fault. It's it's probably your process and your training right? You have to have very detailed training for your VA. You can't assume that they already know how to do things, right? right. And I think people kind of fall into that trap of thinking like, oh, this is really simple. Like I shouldn't have to explain that. And then you get into frustrating situations and then they'll end up firing the VA and then hiring a new one. And now you have to train them over again. Yeah, Whereas exactly. you've, you've managed to, to have a solid team and number one, Uh, you've managed to train them well so that it it works for you, but also you've managed to keep them happy, right? So they want to stay with you. So can you touch on that a little bit?
2: Yeah, of course. So when we go through our trainings, it's important to be detailed, like step by step by step. And you may not realize that you're doing three steps and you just think it's one step. So it's important to do that. And again, just going step by step to do that training and to record it. Because usually when it's recorded, you might think it's one step and then other people will be like, okay, I see these other steps in between. So that's helpful. And then we always check in with our VAs. Like We understand that they're in other parts of the world. Culturally, things can be different. I know with working with Filipinos, for us, certain things culturally, like they're amazing people and they always want to do an outstanding job. And they don't want to disappoint. So sometimes they might do, like a VA might do something that they don't know how to do, but they're not going to tell you they don't know how to do it. They're going to do it. And, you know, that's not helpful for you because now they're doing something incorrectly where you could have easily fixed that. So it's important to not only ask them, like whenever I give somebody a new task, my process is I record the video. So I do it once or like I'll do a part of the task. Let's say it's like doing something where they just have to do the repeat activity over and over and over again. But I'll I'll start it off and I'll do it. And when I'm doing that, I might even notice, oh, I also needed to do these other things to actually have all the information. So that's good for you to do it um, once while you're recording it. And then I pass it off immediately as quickly as I can to my VA and I say, okay, do two of these entries and then I want to check it, but please do them now because I'm going to be waiting for you to do it. And I let them know about how long it should take. Then that way they can know like, oh, something's wrong. This is taking mm-hmm. me five times as long. Maybe I'm not getting it. So I let them know, don't spend more than 20 minutes on this, or don't spend more than X amount of time on this. And then I go back and I check their work. And for me, if, if they've done a couple of entries correct, not just one, because one they might have just it might have been luck, but if they do a couple of things correctly, then for me that 's enough for me to know that, okay, I can now trust them with this whole task, and they can just now do it. It takes a little bit of time in the front end, but ultimately it will take so much less time by somebody else doing it, and then you'll be able to do other tasks or give them other responsibilities to do that then they 'll learn from it and a lot of times I always Like, especially when it comes to messaging. So a lot of our VAs are probably going, and yours as well, will probably be messaging guests, right? But you want them to like message in your voice, like saying things how you would say it or or doing things that you would allow, right? So what I've done with our VAs in that instance is whenever they're asking like a question, like maybe they're like, hey, I'm not sure how to answer this person, right? instead of just giving them the answer, like, oh, tell them this, because then you're just, nobody's learning there. You know what I mean? They're just repeating what you say, which isn't, you might as well have done it because that's faster. Instead, what I do is I always tell them, so I don't, I no longer need to say this anymore. They just do this where it's like, what would you say? Okay. Why would you say that? And then it makes it easier for me to make a decision as well or your manager to make a decision and i also have them give all the information so it's like who is this guest how long are they staying where are they staying and then comes the question cuz you know you want all of the information to be able to to help somebody so i i make sure they they have all that too but i also like again it's important for them to to have some say in what they would do you know you want them to become Autonomous eventually where they're making decisions that you agree with. So that step of like, what would they do and why is really important because I've even changed how I would have answered something because of my team members, why they said that. And I'm like, oh, that's a better response because your reasoning is better than mine. So let's go for it. You know what I mean? It creates a good learning environment in that sense.
1: Yeah, I love that. Sweet. Well, we're we're running out of time, but uh, I just want to kind of summarize what we've gone through. So, you know, I think for for people that are listening right now and want to start using or working with a VA, I think there's a couple really important takeaways and, you know, let me know if, if I'm missing anything. But I think the first part is really understanding like what are the tasks that you want to outsource, creating a list of that using that to build a solid job description so that you will filter out you filter for the right people. And then the second, the next part is you know, once you, once you find the right person, like really spending a lot of time to create the training for them and be as detailed as possible and then get feedback from them. All right. Cause I, I think what you mentioned is really important, especially you know, I think in Asian culture, if you're going to hire people from the Philippines, and I've worked with people from the Philippines too, it's like you said, they sometimes don't feel comfortable to express certain things or communicate, right? So you have to you have to like have the feedback loop where you're you're making sure that they they actually understand what you're talking about. You know, I think those are the most important steps. What, what do you think?
2: Yeah, that's a really strong foundation, and I think like once. Once you have that, like literally at this point, like I'm hardly working like in my businesses, I'm more working on them. I'm working on the systems, how to grow it, things like that. And you know what? Team members could help me with that too. And they have. So when you're able to kind of be the business owner and not every single person in the business, (laughs) it's just a, a better experience and not only for yourself, but also for your guests. Like you're creating something where people are enjoying staying at your properties. And you know what I mean? Like you can you can serve more people that way too, so.
1: 100%. And uh, last thing, uh, wo- where would you recommend people look for their virtual assistants? How to find them?
2: So there's a couple ways. If you're looking for somebody that you want to hire, like as a part-time person or full-time person, I use Virtual Staff Finder. That's a good place to start because they, they actually sift through all the... the resumes for you, give you an option of three people, it's a flat fee. And then like so they've done all of that kind of HR work for you. Like you get voice snippets and things like that. So I've used them. And then there's things like Upwork or TaskRabbit where those are um you can also find people, but then you have to do the work of sifting through all the resumes and things like that. There's like Ph jobs online. There's a ton of them. But again, I like virtual Staff Finder because of that reason. And at this point we actually get referrals from our top VAs, we ask them like, hey, do you know anybody that would fit with our company? Because you you know it very well. That would do a good job. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, we've seen in our, in our Legends group, uh, when we, we, and you came to both our live events and <clears throat> your are member of the virtual mastermind now, but I remember in Puerto Rico last year when you kind of laid out your process for, for hiring VAs, some of the other mastermind members I actually followed your advice and they ended up saving, not only saving literally hundreds of thousands of dollars, but also freeing up a lot of their of their time as well. So, you know, this is definitely something that I think is a really important aspect if you want to grow um, your, your short-term rental business. But even if you have a, a smaller business, like even when I was managing just one unit, I already had a VA because I just didn't want to send all the messages all the time. Yeah, you wanted your time. It's very affordable, right? Because, you know, for example, in the Philippines, I've traveled there a lot. The cost of living in the Philippines is dramatically lower than in, for example, in in Europe or in, in North America. So you're able to kind of arbitrage almost the people, your VAs in the Philippines. You can pay them more than they would otherwise earn, but still it's a much lower cost than if you were to hire local people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we've had that same experience completely.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Well, hopefully we can do live events again in the near future. That'd be uh that'd be really exciting to have another live legends uh mastermind. But uh but Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on. Um you've definitely been one of the most inspiring people in our mastermind and everyone's learned a lot from you. So I, I appreciate that very much. And I can't believe this is the first time you're on the podcast, actually. <laughs> Well,
2: thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let people know uh where they can if they want to stay at your place in Joshua Tree, because it's it's a really unique place. So let people know how they can how they can find you.
2: Yeah, so our place in Joshua Tree is called Hicksville Trailer Palace. It's a 21 and over property, so just keep that in mind. And you can find us on Instagram at Hicksville Trailer Palace. And you can also visit our website, which you can get to all of our social media and stuff from there too, which is hicksvillepalace.com.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, So if you're listening to this, go to getpaidforyourpad.com. Just click on podcast. You'll see that in the menu bar and then you'll see the show notes for every single of the 352 episodes that I've uh, put out. So Rebecca, thank you so much. And thank you for being a valuable member in our, in our community. And to the listeners, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.
0: Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your
2: pet.
1: Fellow hosts, If you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group and weekly live coaching calls where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com.